Captain! I completed the tutorial. Aye? And you finally know how to be a pirate? What? No, I didn't, I didn't read any of it. But because I completed it, I got a legendary voice pack to sound like a pirate. Did you really complete it then? I mean... Ah, let, 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 let me equip this. Arr, will that be the sound there coming from the builds now we're here? Oh, that'd be wonderful. It'd be better if you weren't such a horn swaggle to get it. I'm building up me character every day. What'd you be knowing about building? Oh, uh, nothing. But I know who does. We'll take that fort over there by night. I'll bring Cory the Simp aboard. We'll seeing about building. Welcome aboard the Casually Meta, the Pirate's Vessel, where we take hobby gaming seriously. I am your host, CJ. Today we've got a pretty special episode. We're bringing on a young small streamer by the name of Corey the Simp to discuss Fortnite. And not only do we get down into the game mechanics and, and possibly some lore and battle strategy, but we also discuss the community as a whole and we attempt to bridge that gap between the older generation and the younger generation into some sort of formative understanding uh, besides the news i'm happy to announce that we are also being listened to in over five countries and we finished out our first month not too shabby but enough of that with no further ado the news we've got news captain what y'all be reporting Today was a pretty strong day for gaming news in general. Nintendo Switch has launched its N64 and Genesis uh, games onto its platform uh, at a price point of $50 for the individual plan and $80 for the family plan. And that's just a price increase that also includes the general plans that we bought in the past. Uh, Steam might possibly be getting QR code logins which is exciting for a lot of PC gamers because it's going to make utilizing that Steam Deck uh, later on this year a lot easier and even potentially, you know, just accessing Steam, uh, you know, on your computer in general. You know, just a quick validation and you're in, maybe you're at a friend's house. It could be pretty nice. The Xbox is now capable of playing GeForce Now games due to its web browser, just furthering the accessibility Xbox offers on its console. In individual game news, uh, Phasmophobia is getting four new ghosts and a nightmare mode. I know there's a lot of people out there that are going to be excited about that. Uh, and then uh, for Fortnite news in general, um, they're launching a plan for a refer a friend uh, program where you bring a friend in um, and get them to play. Uh, you could unlock uh, potentially unlock a skin for some of your characters and speaking of skins the character omega is coming back with a brand new skin honestly though uh that being said about fortnite we're going to take a brief break here and when we get back we'll be sitting down with Corey the simp stay tuned what's up everyone this is jeff from the shadow band podcast join us as we explore the deepest parts of the rabbit hole and search for lost hidden and suppressed truths about the nature of our reality we invite you to take part in this journey of realization and discovery to shatter any and all perceptions you may have about this realm. Nothing is off limits when you're in search for the truth. Find us at shadowbandpodcast.com. Now, back to my good friend CJ with Casually Meta. Thanks for listening. 
Casually Meta is available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, among others and all major podcatchers. Please subscribe and leave an iTunes or Podchaser review. If you'd like to reach us, follow us on Twitter at Casually Meta. Join the Thunder Bunnies Discord server or email us at casually.meta.podcast at gmail.com. All of these locations will be provided in the description. Enough of that. Get on with it. Corey the Simp, welcome aboard the Casually Meta. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm stuck on this uh, this pirate ship. Uh, but other than that, we're doing okay. Haven't got scurvy yet, so we're all right there. You know, thanks so much for sitting down and talking with me today. Well, no problem. Anytime. Uh, so today we're here to discuss Fortnite, developed by Epic Games in September of 2017. It was first launched on the PlayStation, Xbox, and Windows. Later launched on the Nintendo Switch in June of 2018. And then it came out on the Android uh, in August of 2018. So you have like a mobile and all the consoles and your PC. And the cool thing is the game is free. It swept the nation, swiftly taking over PUBG which at the time was one of the only uh, battle royales of its kind out. Um, unfortunately, it was plagued by hackers and cheaters, and their cheat engine wasn't very good. So Fortnite quickly stepped in and took their spot and is currently ranked up there with games such as World of Warcraft and player base at over 350 million players. Um, oh, I'm sorry, 250 million players. And... You know, you're you're streaming this game, so let's talk about the stream real quick before we really get into the meat of it. Uh, tell us, you know, what do you got going on with that? Uh, well, it was just really a hobby. Uh, beforehand, I didn't have good enough internet to start streaming, so once I got uh, good enough internet to start streaming, I figured I was going to start streaming, you know, just have some fun with some friends. But uh, I'm really starting to take it a lot more serious, and just I'm enjoying uh, talking to new people and just stuff like that, uh, having conversation, enjoying playing the game. Uh, seeing how people react to my play style and stuff like that. So I'm just really enjoying uh, just enjoying uh, myself and how I play the game and meeting up with new people and stuff like that. Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, this is going to be a really interesting perspective today because normally when we're talking to people, we're talking to adults and getting an adult perspective, but you're still in high school. So you're dealing with like school and your after school job and then trying to fit in the hobby gaming and getting your stream going. So this is going to be really interesting. What does your stream schedule look like? When do, when do you actively stream? Uh, so usually I work, uh, I work from four until seven 30, sometimes maybe eight, eight 30 here or there. So I usually try and get all my schoolwork done either before I go to work or after work. And then I just stream as much as I can until I got to go to bed. And then wash, rinse, repeat, wake up at six in the morning, go to school, get home, do my homework, do whatever I got to do, go to work, then stream. And then uh, I'm going to start trying more when I don't have um, work to start streaming more and more and for longer times to put myself out there more rather than just, you know, maybe an hour or two stream, maybe do a good six hours, big chunk. And uh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's definitely a, a goal to be met. And a lot of streamers can't really find the time to do that. So it's, it's pretty cool that you're able to um, have a plan and a goal to kind of get that sort of a thing going with your stream. Um, so let's let's move into actual Fortnite. It was originally part of a game called Save the World. And later on, they discovered that the Fortnite that we know today was getting a lot of attention. So they separated the two games and provided uh, Fortnite itself uh, as a free-to-play game 
on, on consoles and, and PC uh, later into the Android. Um, when exactly did you get into the game and did you play Save the World at all or did you just straight go to Fortnite? Well, I started playing the game in uh, Season 7 of Chapter 1. Uh, it originally was just uh, a Christmas present I got from my parents. I got an Xbox and I played on uh, my big old TV that I used to watch like, you know, YouTube on my Legos and whatever. And then uh, as time went forward, I really uh, just got in more into the game and more competitive. And then I had a couple of friends who had told me that during when I started playing, they made uh, money from the game. They want like actual tournaments and stuff like that. So uh, once I learned that you can make money from this, I wanted to start grinding and come better at the game. And uh, I think I've come a really far, long way from uh, how I used to play. Um, and uh, I didn't ever play to save the world because it was an extra fee for the game. So I figured that uh, I would just play the fun part of it, the part that I liked. I never really even got into save the world. Uh, I don't really know what it's about that much. So I'm still uh, working on that. Uh, but yeah, I enjoy the battle royale part of the game and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, I can tell you, you're swiftly on your way to your goal. We've, uh, spent some time in your stream and you definitely have got that, that Fortnite theme mastered where you get shot once and turn into a 20 story building immediately. Yes, sir. I do. <laughs> I, I originally started playing the game back in 2019. So not right away when it was released, probably about six months after release, I got into it. And I swiftly fell out of it for other battle royales such as uh, H1Z1 and PUBG. But, um, you know, the game is fun for what it is. I had a couple of champions. Uh, well, what do you call it? It's not a chicken dinner. That's PUBG. Uh, like a victory yeah. battle royale. Ro oh, victory, victory royale. Yeah. I've had a, a handful of those. You can tell how long it's been since I've played. <laughs> um, I never, I was never really good at the building aspect of the game, which really is the focus of the game. Uh, you know, it is a battle royale where you shoot other players, but really the focus is is at building. And, you know, without building, like, you just really, it's, it's very, very difficult to stay competitive inside that game. Um, so let's talk about that for a minute. You know, um, like I said, we've been in your stream and, and we've seen you just instantaneously turn into this massive structure. Um, what is that like? Like, when, how, how long did it take to get that skill? And, and what are your strategies when when you are building like what's the idea because you have used some terminology like oh they boxed me in they boxed me in. there's nothing i could do about that and then you got to come back and fight your way through you know what things like that hit us with some terminology hit us with a little strategy like what is building for you so building for me is a huge part of the game because you can protect yourself get higher on people get the high ground uh shoot people box people in so uh, the term boxing people just means that you get them in your build so they're not allowed to do anything. The most they can do is try and break out and they're distracted. So then that's when you hit your shot and then boom, you're, you're allowed to kill them. So when I say, oh, I'm boxed, I'm boxed and I can't do much. Well, then, you know, you're kind of you're kind of done for. That's that's kind of just the game now is that you try and peace control each other. And uh, peace control is a big part of the game because it makes people not allowed to do anything. It's when you surround people with your builds, so that way they can't get out. And when, when they try and get out, you hit them or uh, deal a lot of damage or go for a kill or go for an edit play. And that's when you really uh, stand out. And um, a lot of the time, uh, peace control is a hard thing to master because it's, uh, it's very um, precise. You have to know what you're doing and when you're doing it, and you got to know where the person's going to be. So a lot of it is a lot of thinking of where the person's going to be, where are they going to go next? So you can pre-do whatever you need to do before they do it. 
So let's say somebody is tunneling along and uh, just all you all you see is them going in one straight line. I can predict that they're going in another straight line, so they're going to make another box. I can just take their cone and their roof, edit down, place a cone in there of mine, and then boom, I hit a shot, hit them for let's say 100, and then uh, they're boxed up, they're pressured, so they try and get out of there. And then before they have even have time to react, you just hit them again, and then boom, they're dead. So it's a lot of um, a lot of knowledge of the game and uh, figuring out where people are going to be, and just uh, just a big part of the game for winning. I feel like if you you need to have good mechanics of building to actually get further in the game and to excel and go forward. So uh, one way I got really far with building was playing a lot more creative. Uh, Fortnite Creative helped me a lot because of all the different game modes that they have. Uh, they have a bunch of free-for-all game modes. They have a bunch of 1v1 game modes, 2v2 game modes, 3v3 game modes. Uh, there's zone wars, box fights. There's realistic. There's a whole bunch of different stuff that uh, focus on different aspects of building. Um, zone wars uses rotation. Box fights is a lot of aiming and editing. Uh, realistics is just putting yourself in a real game situation so you become a better fighter. It's a lot of different um, techniques that you need to learn to actually become very mechanical at the game. So uh, that's how I would describe it for me, at least. Yeah, that was really detailed, and, and it sounded actually really complicated, which is interesting, because they eliminated things like graphic violence and blood from the game in order to attract a younger audience. And you were that younger audience, you know, when you started playing, and it evolved into this really complicated strategy that you seem to have a really firm grasp and understanding of. So let's talk about that for a second. Um, you know, when you were a younger player and you were drawn in, did the lack of blood and gore and things like that um, affect uh, your parents' decision to let you play? Um, you know, and, you know, do you think maybe that's a little misleading given the complication behind these strategies? Well, uh, a lot of the, at, at first I was just playing with my friends, you know, we would hop into some squad matches, just have some fun, you know, get a few kills here or there, maybe win in a silly way, just going for fun. And uh, my parents were okay with it because it wasn't really a a, a very uh, violent game. It was just, you know, oh, you got a kill. There's no real uh, jump scare or reason to believe that there's a, a different um, way to kill people. Um, and it, I started playing when I was a little bit more mature. Uh, so a lot of that had something to do with it. But uh, yeah, it was just really just for fun. And uh, it's not really misleading because it's just uh, it's a kid's video game. That's that's how I describe it. It's just it's for fun. You know, people enjoy playing the game because it's not very, you know, blood and gory. And, you know, it's a good game for kids to play because it's it's not blood and gory. So I feel like it's a good thing. Uh, maybe not a good game for necessarily younger kids to play, but it's a good game just to play in general. If you want to sit back and relax and have some fun, I feel like it's definitely a game that you could do that with. OK, Um so are you familiar with the term sweaty? Uh, yes. Yes, I am. Okay. So do you think that Fortnite attracts that sweaty crowd? Or do you think they're more attracted to games like Apex Legends and Warzone? Uh, I definitely think that sweaty could be used to determine uh, uh, players in this game. There are definitely players where uh, if I'm playing with a friend, if I'm playing a, the arena mode, uh, I'll be like, oh, he's a sweat. He's a sweat. He's sweaty. Uh, back up. You know, there are just kids that have a lot better um, skill and maybe a lot better of uh, luck, maybe you could call it. And uh, those kids, you know, we call them sweaty just because they uh, they have better better than you. So they're 
you know, if you're sweating, they obviously have to be sweatier. So, uh, yeah. And I definitely <laughs> think that, uh, uh, it's very, uh, Fortnite is very sweaty. I would say, I don't think, um, apex legends and other games like that necessarily have sweats, maybe call of duty here or there. If you see a kid, uh, you know, trying really hard and cod, you know, getting, getting a nuclear and cod, you know, every time they get alive again, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I could definitely say it's sweaty, but I, I see a lot more attraction to sweaty games in Fortnite rather than every other game. Well, that's interesting. Um, cause you know, traditionally uh, call of duty is one of the most competitive online games, you know, in, in history where you're, you're too young to remember it, but the Xbox 360s modern warfare lobbies were, Oh my God. Like you would wonder how people's parents weren't like storming their rooms and like <laughs> throwing their Xboxes out of the window. Like, who are you talking to like that? Like it was crazy. Oh yeah. You, you know, but you definitely get those kids in Fortnite too. They're just trash talkers and they won't stop. It's, it's just something toxic, you know what I mean? It's part of the video game. Oh, for sure. Um, and then, you know, we, we were talking about, like, you know, complication and whatnot. You know, do you think, like, the, the controls are easy enough for these younger kids to pick it up and then begin to understand that and maybe stay competitive with the more sweaty crowd? Uh, I definitely think that uh, the younger generation has a bigger grasp on the game than uh, I would say older people do. Uh, people like my age don't really play video games all that much because, you know, we're getting jobs, having girlfriends, cars, and et cetera, et cetera, uh, having other hobbies. So I definitely think the younger generation, the kids who are younger, I'd say anywhere maybe from 9 to 13 are definitely the prodigy of this game. They're, they're becoming better at the game by the day because they go on it 24-7 and enjoy playing it. And they have, you know, computers that can run a million FPS and uh, stuff like that. They can run the game way faster than people on console. So I definitely think that the younger generation is the most attractive generation to this game. Interesting. Okay. And, and you know what? We can really follow up with that too, because when the game released on mobile, it became such a problem for kids that um, schools were beginning to ban it um, and whatnot because kids were playing the game in class yeah. on their mobile phones. Like, Did you ever see any kids doing that? Uh, I, I actually did. I remember it was in seventh grade. My, a couple of my friends, this was when the game was in like season three. So this was, you know, way back when, but, uh, I, I, I remember plenty of times my kid, my friends would, uh, not get their work done because they were all playing Fortnite and, oh, look at this new skin. And they would buy skins on their phone and stuff like that. So I definitely, uh, I definitely remember those times. And, uh, yeah, I think it was a big deal. So were you one of those kids? No, I was not. I uh, I didn't have a phone that supported it at that time, so I didn't get to unfortunately play. He said, "Unfortunately, honestly, you're probably better off. You probably could be a lot better." Yeah, exactly. If I had that well, mentality I mean, back then, well, maybe, but you also could have gotten in a lot of trouble because yeah, that there, too. There are definitely reports online of kids getting like suspended and stuff oh, yeah. because they just refuse to put the game down. Yeah, it's a uh, it's tough, you know. Right on, and then you know. So the game is cross-platform, and you're able to play between Xbox, PlayStation, PC. Um, I, I'm not sure if the Nintendo Switch is able to interact. Uh, I believe with the others, is, yeah. Because I know the game is on there. And then do the mobile... I don't think mobile players are playing with main people. Only on, uh, only on Android. iPhone okay. is... Uh, they're in a big lawsuit now with iPhone, so... Oh, really? You know, I don't actually know yeah. anything about that. Can you tell us about that a little bit? So... Uh, what happened the one time was that uh, Epic actually made a price decrease on their V-Bucks. So the prices that they were given were a lot lower uh, for Apple. So 
people would pay, let's say, 7 or $8 if you buy it through Epic, but if you paid through Apple, it was $10. So uh, Apple and Epic actually got in a huge argument, and they're in this huge lawsuit. So Fortnite hasn't been on the Apple App Store for, I'd say, now probably about a year. So oh, that's, that's insane. Yeah. They were they were really trying to backdoor lowball oh, Apple yeah. on that. But you know what? That's kind of what Apple gets. Apple's super expensive with absolutely everything. Oh, yeah. So I, I know. Wow. I have an Apple device too, and they're uh they're a pain in the butt sometimes to you know work out with and stuff like that. So Yeah, they are they are expensive with their with their oh, yeah. applications and whatnot. It's like, um so with all this cross platform, obviously controls have to be simpler. Let's talk about button layout. Um, you know, you have your basic things, you have your run, your sprint, you have jump, swap weapon. Uh, when it comes to the building aspect, do the controls get complicated or do the controls stay simplest, uh, simplistic? Um, what, like, let's talk about button layout here. So, uh, originally when, uh, you play Fortnite, your B is to edit and then you're also to switch mode. So let's say you want to build and then switch back. You'd click B to change it for a controller. And then uh, once you're in your build mode, it's the t- uh, the triggers and then the bumpers to use your different uh, type of builds. And there's plenty of other different uh, controller settings that you can use to change the way you build and uh, the way you edit and stuff like that. So for me, I edit with uh, the left stick, which is, I believe, your look around button. Uh, so I just click that in and then boom, I can make a quick edit. I don't have to take my finger off of the, the way I look or move to uh, edit the actual structure. So, uh, but yeah, there's a whole variety of different changes you can make. Let's say you want to edit with Y, which I know people do because they play on uh, Claw on controller. Um, I think Faye Sway is a huge one of them that edits with Y because he plays Claw. There are people that edit with uh, right stick. There's people that edit with uh, the joysticks. Uh, it's a whole bunch of, it's, it's a big variety. You can have as many kind of different buttons as you want. Uh, you can switch weapons with different buttons. And uh, yeah. That's only for controller. On the PC, you have on a PC or keyboard, whatever you want to call it, you have the whole arrangement. You can use whatever you want to move. You can use your uh, WASD. You can use your arrow keys. I mean, heck, you can even move forward with space. You know, it's uh, it's a big uh, a big change of uh, scenery when it comes to uh, the the keyboard rather than the controller because there's so much more um, variety of uh, buttons that you can use and. Uh, that's a that's a big argument too I see around uh people think which is better uh controller or playing on keyboard and mouse and uh honestly if I had to say I would definitely say keyboard and mouse is the way to go cuz you have just so much more arm room you have so much more room to aim there's so many more different buttons you could use to um switch your weapons let's say or jump or move you have a whole wide variety whereas the controller you only have a limited amount of buttons to use those so mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, years ago, uh, it's got to be at least a decade ago now, they did this study where they pitted professional console players in Call of Duty against mediocre everyday PC players, and the console players got slaughtered because of the mouse and keyboard's uh, advantages. Um, So when it comes to the button layout, what 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 I'm taking away here from your response is that you really recommend not sticking with the default button layout they're really customizing the controls to to fit your individual play style is definitely the way to go. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Um, if you uh, if you uh, use different buttons, it's way different than uh, actually using the default ones because it makes it a lot more easier. Uh, genuinely, Fortnite is a game 
to get better at it, you need to have a lot of muscle memory. So what really works for you is the way you should go. So I have a bunch of controls that work for me that I've put my uh, fingers down and just, you know, muscle memory straight up just hours and hours and hours of practicing. So really, in all honesty, it's just about what works good for you and what can actually make you uh, good at the game, what actually works for you. So definitely, I'd say change your binds and definitely um, figure out what binds will work for you. If you use claw, I would say edit with a different button than B. If you use paddles, I would say definitely change your binds for your paddles. There's a whole wide variety that you can do uh, in Fortnite. And I feel like it's a great thing because uh, it makes it, it makes room for improvement. So, Yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, so, you know, we kind of, there's one last part of building uh, that I kind of want to touch on before we move into, you know, items and weaponry. Um, building materials, it varies in the game. You have like wood and brick and steel. Um, how diversified and how useful are these individual materials? And like, what do you recommend that people try to use the most of as po if possible? So uh, let's say you're getting in a build battle with somebody. Uh, I would definitely say uh, use your hard mats. So your, me uh, your brick and your metal. Those are definitely ones because they, uh, they break a lot harder than the wood. The wood is basically like, you know, if you're just having fun and trolling around, you know, use your wood and... Uh, yeah, if you're just, you know, you know, doing random edits and stuff like that during a game, let's say you're bored, I would say use your wood. But you definitely want to save your hard mats, because especially when you get to end game, uh, the wood is not going to hold you up very long. And uh, as well as the wood also gets caught on fire. So uh, wood is definitely not the route you want to go. If you want to get better at the game, I would say definitely farm your hard mats and make sure that you have enough of those in, uh, in your inventory and uh, use those instead of your, uh, instead of your wood. But uh, there are times where you definitely use uh, you use all of your builds, and then you're just you know you're kind of you're kind of in a pickle there, and then uh, and then that's what you got to do. You know what I mean? You got to do what you got to do to win the fight. So, mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. Um, okay, let's uh, let's move away from building here. I feel like we've really got like a good feel, you know, for for building strategies and terminology and, and material usage. Um, let's move into like items and weapons, and let's start with your hot bar. Now, I've seen streamers like Ninja, you know, really, really stress the order you put things in on your hotbar, you know, um, and and said that, like, really, like how you have your hotbar arranged is really going to determine at the end of the day whether or not you're going to win or lose. Would you would you say that that's accurate? Uh, I would definitely say that it that it is an accurate statement. And definitely um, there for controller there is a, a setting for some reason whenever you switch back from your build it puts you right to your first slot so uh it, it putting your shotgun or the weapon that you use most in your first slot i feel like is a good thing to use because uh it gives you a disadvantage but uh that's one of the things with uh keyboard too is that you can just click one of the buttons and it goes right to that whereas controller you have to scroll through your weapons so i feel like if you're on controller definitely having your weapons in a different spot uh, is easier for you. So how I put mine is I use my shotgun in my first slot. I have my AR either in the second slot or my fifth slot. I have my SMG or AR in my second slot. And then I have my middle two, uh, straight up just other for, let's say, heals or um, bandage, bandages, minis, shield, anything like that. Any kind of um, different uh, uh, item I can use to get a victory. Uh, shockwave grenades would be one of those, you know. They're not in the game right now, but I'm just naming off things that have been in the game uh, that I would carry. So 
definitely I feel like uh hot bar arrangement is definitely a big part of the game and it, it really determines if you win a fight or not because if you switch to the wrong gun you know you, you might be done then you know what I mean so all right let, let, let's try to get down the details of some items and weapons so uh, you had mentioned before that you like to use like the assault rifles and then you like to also have a secondary shotgun, but there's, there's other weapons in the game. Um, are there specific weapons in the game that would be considered like the best or is it all tailored to play style? I think a lot of it is uh, really play style and just how you uh, control your character in the game. Uh, there are some people that just want to get, get in and get kills as fast as they can. So they use a shotgun and SMG and just run around the map and then, there are some people who like to play it more safe and they just use a shotgun and an AR and just sit in their box the whole game. So it's just really about how you want to play if you want to win. I mean, if you're good enough and have the capability of going around and, you know, um, getting in everybody's box and hitting every shot, then, you know, go for it. Go go get in someone's box. But uh, a lot of the time, a lot of people like to sit back and kind of relax while they play. So I feel like a lot of it is just about how you play and, like, what your strategy will be for the game. Okay. So, um, you know, in... In games like Apex and sometimes even in Warzone, depending on how you set up your your uh, uh, classes, uh, you get like attachments and stuff. Is is that a thing inside of Fortnite? Like, are there attachments? Like, do you pick up additional things that get added to your weapons? Uh, no, not at the moment. There was actually some leaks a while ago about how uh, there might be attachments coming to the game, but at the moment, there is no attachments to your guns. Okay, I mean, in in a way, the simplicity of that makes a lot of sense, and it's a little friendlier, to, especially for like newer players. Um, item wise, and now back when I used to play Fortnite, is we're talking way back when it first came out. Um, pretty much like the only real items you wanted were the small shield potions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what I don't remember what they're called. Is that yeah, a shield minis. potion? Is, is that what they're called? Minis, man. Uh, <laughs> minis okay <laughs> yeah you can tell it's been a long time since i played fortnite um and pretty much like you just had like your weapons your grenades and then you just had like a crap load of minis on you um has that play style changed are there better items now or like how's the meta when it comes to those utility items well uh with new meta and new seasons coming out there's a lot of uh a lot of different like weapons that you could use uh there's a lot of superhero weapons that came out in the game a while back um including like iron man and thor and stuff like that there's a lot of those weapons that came out um at the moment i think it's the carnage weapon that they have out um so that would probably be something that you would use you can glide with it and you can pull people down um really cool weapon actually in my opinion uh not in arena i don't think it's only in uh, public matchmaking uh so a lot of it is uh, a lot of strategy weapons so uh or not weapons, but items. So like, you know, your grenades, your minis, like you were saying, but um, a lot of people just carry heals by now because there's not very many uh, items in the game for, I don't know, per se fun. Uh, I know back in the day, there used to be things called shockwave grenades. Uh, those were fun to play with. Um, the, the real fun thing that's in the game right now, uh, I forget exactly what it's called, but it, it puts you in a cow ball and you roll around and you moo. It's actually really funny. Um, the the first time I saw it, I was like, wow. Um, okay. I don't know what I'm playing right now. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, uh, fun things in the game right now. A lot of it's minis, just like you said, and, uh, you know, healables and stuff like that. So I feel like a lot of it hasn't really changed all that much rather than just the minis, you know, you got your big pots, your big shields, your minis. There's things called chug splashes that people carry every now and again. So it's a lot of healables that are in the game right now that people are carrying around. 
Okay, like and like I know like the med kits and like the large pots they like take a long time. Like it was like five or six seconds, something like that, for the large mm-hmm. pots, and then like the med kit is like almost ten seconds, right? Correct. Okay, so from watching your stream and 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 seeing how, uh, especially like late game, how you guys really get into it and the 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 rapid rate at which you're building structures and whatnot, and people are trying to break in to get you on there, um. Is it worth your time to carry those larger items that take longer to use? Uh, so late game, a lot of late game, if you really get into the uh, competitive side of the game, a lot of the time you're really carrying minis and chug splashes because those are the fastest things to pop. You could pop a couple of those when the zone is moving. But uh, a lot of the time people only carry med kits for something called heal off, which is at the end of the game when the circle fully closes and you need to heal to the death. Um, that's a lot of what people carry med kits for, but uh, most of the time at, during the end of the game, the big pots and the meds are, the med kits are, uh, the least thing you want to carry. You try, you want to try and heal as fast as you can so you can get back to fighting back that person. Cause that kill could mean something in the end. Right. Okay. Um, so, uh, before we really move into the next segment of the show, um, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Maybe any uh, hints, tips for newer players out there? I mean, Fortnite's been out forever, and it's one of the planet's most popular games, so I can't imagine there's really too many new people coming to it every day. But in the event that there is somebody new, um, like what would be something like a, a solid top three tips that you would give a brand new player? I would give a tip to a brand new player. In my opinion, I would say just have fun. Just uh, enjoy the game. Try and get better. Uh, if you die, you know, shake it off your shoulder and learn from how you died. You know, maybe this person used a different technique that you didn't know you could do. And maybe you use it and you end up getting another kill somewhere else. Um, so I definitely think staying calm and uh, staying collected and uh, understanding your deaths is a very uh, important part of the game. So if I had to say something, I'd say, you know, keep it calm and learn from your mistakes. All right. All right. So the next part of the show, it's a little bit of a looser format. And we call that part New Meta. What are you doing? New Meta! All right, so um, for New Meta, typically we like to talk initially about things that you put together, like maybe like a build or a hotbar setup or an item setup that really like on paper shouldn't work, but in practicality worked out and maybe worked out great. Like, have you ever tried any like unique and non-meta like setups for yourself and had it actually work out for you uh personally me i've never tried anything outside of the meta uh in all honesty there was a while back when uh, a lot of people didn't know how to play and build and stuff like that on controller there was a way where you could pre-edit one of your things and you made it a lot easier to stare up instead of moving i think it was like three tiles over and placing a stair you only had to move one over and place the pyramid because it looked like a stair um, in all actuality, that's the only thing I can really remember in terms of uh, meta. Um, a lot of people just use uh, the smart meta, like, you know, peace control and stuff like that. So a lot of that isn't very, um, like, game-breaking kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Any, uh, like, helping kind of. It's kind of just, you know, it's a style of play. So there hasn't been many, but there are some definitely, like, you know, weapons and stuff like that that would, you know, make life a lot easier in the game. Interesting. So, like, we don't really see too many people like experimenting with, with builds, you know, like with the with the intention of figuring something out. Right. right? There, there are times where people do like retakes and stuff like that, and it just kind of ends up working. But 
at the moment, I think a lot of people just kind of go with the flow of what's already, you know, given in front of them. Like, you know, they see this famous person do this and then they try and do it. And that's just what what it is. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. For for the listeners real quick, can you explain what a retake is? A retake is just trying to get uh, height as fast as you can. So height meaning high ground. So if you're on the high ground, you probably hit more headshots because you're looking down at your opponent rather than looking up at them. Uh, so getting height and high ground retakes are just taking away the high ground from the other player and uh, just getting on high ground and hitting them for more damage than they should be hitting you for. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so while while you're playing, have you ever been in a situation where you've pulled off just like a wild play? Like maybe like you ran in crazy, just for Narnia, just <laughs> like ran in and like blew their walls out and knocked their castle down uh, for the win or anything like that. Like, have you ever had any, any of those? Like, man, that really shouldn't have worked and I'm glad it did moments. Actually, yeah. Today I was playing with my friend uh, Rodney. Today we were playing uh, box plates and uh it was a 2v1 because he had died. So uh, I was in the box, and I'm uh, I'm going on this. I'm uh, shooting at this kid. He's in my box. And then uh, he edits his stare, and I pump him, and I hit him a lot for my AR after he was trying to pickaxe me. So uh, he I killed him, and then uh, his teammate was breaking the wall, right? And then uh, I just kind of pre-aimed my shot and just shot, and I, like, one-pumped him right to the dome when he broke the wall. And I was like, wow, man, like, that's unfortunate for them. They, they – uh, they just kind of got lost, you know what I mean? <laughs> so you just you just accidentally like just timed it perfectly. I, I didn't accidentally. Came. I wanted to do it, but I've never actually done it before, so I felt pretty uh pretty happy for myself. <laughs> and I wish I could. Ab- there's absolutely no way that individual was okay with what happened. Oh no, to him. they were they were they were out of their minds, out of their seat, beyond mad. <laughs> <laughs> I know I would have I would have broken something if that happened to me, you know. If uh <laughs> throw the controller. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, at least you're not playing with a duke anymore. Oh no. Uh, Thank God. <laughs> knock your house down with that thing. Um but uh oh wow, I can't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um so <laughs> Have you ever seen anybody pull off some like wild plays, you know, oh, that just come to mind? All the time. There are people that can just absolutely do the impossible in this game where I'm just like, wow, I can't even do that. Um, there's like every pro has their own special abilities to the game, but uh all of them pull off just amazing clips and you're just like, wow, how did they end up winning that? There are so many times where people could actually like like just straight up lose it. Like the other person on the other side is just absolutely raging. I could, you could just tell how mad they would be um, from that. And, you know, there's just crazy, like some people just do some crazy things in the game. And I'm just like, man, I wish I could do stuff like that. It's just, it's just insane what things can be done in the game now. Give us an example. Like what, what comes to your head when you think of one of those plays? Uh, Like one V threes there at the moment right now, I believe trio FNCS is uh in the game actually it might have been last season but i'm not exactly sure um but uh like an fncs if somebody 1v3 somebody and it's just like wow how did they do that like they had to have focused really hard on hitting those shots and just actually like really try to do that um and it's just some some plays like it's just crazy like if you have three people in one box they're all on the same team and you're just one person outside their box and you're you're just editing and doing everything you can on them and you beat them 
it's just this crazy play that will always go down in history forever and ever and ever. And uh, there's plenty of it on YouTube. You can definitely go and look um, like Fortnite best moments or best plays. There, there are plenty of videos out there that just show like craziness that can go on in game. So like with, with some of these crazy plays, um, you know, is it possible that maybe Fortnite's having a, a similar issue like Warzone is having right now with um, like an influx of just hackers being in there and using things like aimbot and and various other hacks to improve their own gameplay uh, in order to make these videos so that they can basically monetize either like a YouTube or TikTok channel. Um, do you think that it's, it's possible that some of these Fortnite players are doing the same thing? Oh, absolutely. There, there has been so many like people who actually like cheat, like actually cheat uh, that have gotten caught and gotten banned. Um, and a lot of cheats, as long as you're not doing it blatantly, can really be undetectable. Um, so it's very, it's not easy to tell when somebody's hacking, um, unless they're blatantly doing it. But uh, if you just, if you're playing a casual match or playing arena or something like that, and this guy has really good mechanics and just really good aim, there is no telling if that person's cheating or not. Because there's just such good players in Fortnite that are just good in all aspects and then there are some that are decent and cheat and make it look good you know what i mean so there's definitely a lot of unpredictable cheats that could happen in the game there's there's uh uh zens there's um aimbot there's soft aim there's macros like there's there's plenty of stuff that uh people could be doing um and you just don't know because it's behind their screen oh so they're considering macros cheating nowadays yeah they are really Yes, that's interesting because that was a uh, that was pretty much a staple in a lot of games like League of Legends back in the day. Like, um, like I have a, a keyboard called a Black Widow Chroma, and on the left hand side of it are eight macro keys. Yeah, they, the, they, uh, the keyboard allows you to assign. They uh, they banned macros a while back because of how fast people ended up editing with them. So, right, because you could set up the macro and you, if you have the timers right, you could push one button and have an entire castle in a exactly. half second. So I mean I guess that makes sense. Um I, I I guess uh you know, is there anything else that you'd like to to mention uh regarding like these like absolutely just crazy plays or maybe one of your friends or maybe you have a, a, a fellow streamer who you kind of look up to, maybe you learned a lot from? Uh well, I definitely think that you should give some uh respect to the smaller streamers trying to get better and trying to grow. Uh, like me because uh, we're all trying to just make it you know what I mean so uh, just like shout out to every other little streamer that's out there trying to make it happen because you know that could be someone's livelihood in the future you never know you never know what somebody could be in the future so I definitely say shout out to all of them um, and yeah like that's it's just a lot of stuff that can go on so I always give like you know my time and effort into people who are trying to make it big because I respect that a lot so yeah awesome all right well well Corey. you know it was it was great having you on here can you tell my listeners where they can find you your socials your twitch channel my twitch is Corey the simp my instagram is Corey the simp uh my tiktok is haha l2 lol um that's all the socials i have right now uh, i'm planning to make a youtube later down the line uh more montages and stuff like that um yeah Oh, excellent. I think you might get a follow on uh, TikTok from Casually Meta pretty soon. Ooh. 
Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that being said, I'd like to thank you so much for coming out here and, and sitting down and talking with us today. Well, no uh, problem. Anytime. Been, that has been a lot of fun. Uh, but unfortunately, at this time, it's time for you to walk the plank, sir. Ugh. And to my listeners out there, stay tuned next week, and we'll see you then. Raise the anchor! Drop the sails! Spin the transporter! Aye, aye, Captain! Casually Meta is a Barrenland Studios production in association with the Thunder Bunnies Gaming Guild and the Roll for Gaming tabletop community. Links to both communities in the description. Captain 7C Savvy is played by Savannah Bagby. CJ the Beardless is played by Christopher Reinhardt, and the crew is played by Christopher Schalm and Mira S. Intro music was done by Untold Journey, and the transition and ambient music is by J.S. Merritt. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider joining our Patreon for added perks such as early releases and your chance to pick a topic for us to cover in future episodes. Thank you for listening and catch you next week.